0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Good morning. Roto experts. To the end zone! Touchdown! Touchdown! Oh my the mark of fantasy excellence.
1: You have to be careful about who you think is stepping forward on the depth chart. Yes!
2: players it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood Thursday December 6th Let's cockadoodle do it this is Roto Experts in the morning right here in the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I'm your host, Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds the Spittin' Statistician, and as always, I am overjoyed to be joined by my man, FSWA Hall of Famer, El Rey de Fantasia, the king, Scott Angle. Scotty, my man Chris Bavona just played, I Don't Want to Be a Player No More from Big Pun. I think people here in the fantasy world, they want to be players for about three more weeks, right, Scotty? That's right. That's right. Let's go get it. This is our time. Yeah.
1: One, two, three, photo
2: experts. Scotty is fired up in the morning and ready to go because we're going to take a look at week 14 to get you ready to do just that, advance in your playoffs, win your leagues and win that cash. We'll give you all the news and notes that are, you know, kind of caught our radar and then what we're going to do today is we are going to dive into the Kings week 14 rankings which you can get on rotoexperts.com, the mark of fantasy excellence. Hey Scotty, are people still using that uh, fantasy football package? We got a discount heading into the playoffs?
1: Yeah, you know, check it out. It's an, old, an all-time low price right now for your fantasy playoff push.
2: Alright, absolutely. We'll also preview Thursday Night Football as Week 14 and your fantasy playoffs kick off tonight with Jacksonville Jaguars going to Tennessee to take on the Titans in an interesting AFC South matchup. But let's get it started with the headline of yesterday. You know, sad to say, Scott, but the Broncos will be without Manny Sanders for the rest of the season. He went down in a heap. Now, listen, he had like, they said he had a heel injury, I think, for the last week or so. So this may be related, but he went down and Manny Sanders is now on IR uh, with a what they say is a torn Achilles. This is a big blow to Denver Broncos fans and to fantasy owners. I mean, I was saying the Broncos were still kind of in it at six and six and were playing some good football. A lot of people, I have shares of them as well as a wide receiver, too. This is a big blow, Scott, to the Denver Broncos' playoff chances and to fantasy football owners who were going to rely on him in the play- playoffs, as I could imagine, a wide receiver,
1: too. Yeah, the timing is really bad. If you had, like, Kareem Hunt and Emmanuel Sanders yeah. on your fantasy team, you're limping into the fantasy playoffs. James Connor, And, you know, we, we talked about yesterday uh, the fact that some wide receiver, three types, are just not consistent in some fantasy teams have holes at wide receiver three where they feel like they can't trust a guy on a week-to-week basis. Uh, so, you know, there was a lot of rush to the waiver wire to get Cortland Sutton, but if you didn't get him, you know, you're going to have to, you know, try to stream guys like Dante Pettis, Zay Jones, you know, guy, guys like Curtis Samuel, you know, a lot of these young players uh, that – Maybe you can't depend on because you know what the established veterans what you're getting or you're not getting. It's not like you can put Jordy Nelson out there after one good week, and Larry Fitzgerald's probably owned in most leagues. We, you go to the free agent list, you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of veteran wide receivers that you can trust. You're going to have to take. Take a chance on these kids and, you know, see how they do at your wide receiver three spot. You know, hopefully the rest of your team can carry you if these guys have a bad week because it's very hard to trust these young receivers in a lot of leagues. That's what's out there on the free agent list. Trey yeah. Smith, you know, you know, Marcus, Valdez, Scantling, you know, those types. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I think you're right. Scotty, we gave out a lot of those names for the waiver wire on uh, Tuesday's show, I would say, as well. The Pettises of the world, maybe some of the Tampa Bay wide receivers, if you can get an Adam Humphreys, if available. You know, I we talked about Samuel. Point. You know, we talked about Samuel. We talked about Pettis. So we'll give you our line, uh, Scotty's lineup ranks a little bit later on. But yes, it is the bottom of the barrel. Let's talk about it from the side of the Denver Broncos, Scott, because listen, people, you know, not only playing fantasy, they're gambling at as well and the Broncos were to be quite honest the Broncos were a hot team that people needed to consider right they had just come off a big win with Cincinnati Um, you know they kind of they beat the Chargers recently they beat the Steelers recently they were playing some good football Um, they are still four point road favorites at the San Francisco 49ers so let me ask you this because the 49ers you know you you could throw on that defense I do believe you know Richard Sherman's on one side so what do the Denver Broncos do. We know about Cortland Sutton. Who becomes the wide receiver two for the Denver Broncos? Is it Tim Patrick? Is it De- rookie Deshaun Hamilton? What are the Broncos doing to uh, adjust for this loss?
1: Uh it, it's very hard to read. You know, you're gonna have you're gonna have to wait and see. Hamilton's got the most upside of anybody there, so you would think it would be him, but you can't plug him into fantasy lineups and you know, maybe you can pick him up in a deeper league. But uh You know, they've already lost Jeff Hireman. You know, they've lost Jake Butt. So, you know, they're very depleted in the passing game right now. So it's really sudden and you're going to have to see that there's not an answer right now. Sometimes you ask a question and there's not an answer. There's really not an answer. You're going to have to wait to see this play out in game form. And, you know, maybe we'll have a fantasy pickup for next week. Sometimes there's no predicting who's going to step up in a game because, you know, we're not at Denver Broncos practices. And a lot of, even if you are, a lot of those are you're closed off to the media, certain portions. So, you know, they're not letting on to their opponents. And we're not going to know who that number two guy, Case Keenum, is comfortable with. I can't say that, you know, playing against San Francisco, that this offense is not going to play well and defense is not going to play well. We can't just assume that because Emmanuel Sanders is gone, this team's not going to still make a playoff push. Uh, But it's very easy to. I, I saw it firsthand at Seattle last week. It's very easy to attack the San Francisco 49ers. Sherman is not only respected for his pass coverage, but also his run defense has been terrific throughout his career. So teams just run away from him, and they throw away from him because it's going to be a lot of Phillip Daniels. It's going to be some Cortland Sutton, and uh, then you're going to have to wait and see what Phillip else happens. Lindsay, yeah? Philip Lindsay? Yeah, Philip Lindsay. Oh, okay,
2: just just making sure. I
1: keep yeah, doing I, that. Yeah, I think
2: that's interesting. So let me ask you this, Scotty. Um I went on FanDuel yesterday uh, after I heard this news, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. I want to see what the prices here are. You know, I want to see I, – I think there may be some opportunity. I look at the Danf- the Denver-San Francisco game, right? You got Philip Lindsay at 7,900, right, which is, you know, kind of on the – that's just slightly above average side, let's say for the running back position, but there's an opportunity there. Maybe some of more of the offense is concentrated with Lindsay. I look at case Keenum. He's only 6,800. So if I wanted to try and find a stack or something like that, and then Cortland Sutton is 5,600 Scotty. On FanDuel. um, You know, we talk, you hear like Colin Drew and the people talk about game stacks. I'm okay attacking the San Francisco 49er defense. What about a little Keenum and Lindsey and Sutton uh, game stack?
1: I couldn't do it. I can't see you winning a tournament with something like that. Case Keenum. Is a journeyman quarterback. You know, it's not like he's going to throw three or four touchdowns. The matchup is good, but the the play, the quarterback has to be t- able to take advantage of the matchup from a statistical perspective. I just don't think Keenum is capable of that. I, I'd be shocked if you you know if you if you finished in the money with Keenum as your quarterback. That said, to use Lindsey or Sutton as a compliment to your other stacks, I like that. But there's no way I'm going with Keenum.
2: So you're not going full on stack, but you do think that Lindsay and Sutton could provide value this week. Yeah, because, they're nice complementary they pieces. Sure, they although Lindsay's more star. than a
1: complementary piece. Uh, sure, you know Sutton, Sutton might be a nice complementary piece, but you know maybe use Deshaun Hamilton as a punt. Right, that, that can make a difference in a tournament.
2: So here's my other thing. Yes, and I was going to go there. Deshaun Hamilton is 4500 on FanDuel. He is, in fact, like that's the bare minimum at 45 for really for a skill play. So you have an opportunity if you get the number two wide receiver correct, and I believe it's Deshaun Hamilton. Just like Scott does, you know he is the rookie. Um, you know I think he should be owned in dynasty leagues as as because listen, I was saying this all season long, Scott. Remember at the beginning of the year, I was telling people about Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton, specifically in dynasty leagues. At first, my reasoning was that I, um, you know, Demarius Thomas and Manny Sanders were at the tail end of their contracts. At first, is the reasoning I was giving. But now they have traded DT away. And by the way, the Broncos could certainly use a guy like Demarius Thomas right now, but I digress. Um, And now Manny Sanders, listen, and Achilles is one of those injuries, Scott. You know that even when you're back, you lose some of that explosiveness. Throw on top of this that Emmanuel Sanders – is what, 31, 32 years old by the time he'd be back for this at the beginning of next season and would be on the last year of his contract. The Denver Broncos, I believe, can save some money if they were to just go ahead and cut him. So I'm telling you, in dynasty formats, you need yourself some Deshaun Hamilton. I can see very easily next year, Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton being the you know the starting outside wide receivers for the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, I I think they Sean Hamilton probably owned in a lot of dynasty leagues. Okay, so you know it's not like you can go out there and pick him up. I don't think, uh, but it's, yeah, worth he, check, I, I, it's worth a check though. It's worth a check. I think in most leagues will probably be gone, but otherwise exactly. your point is definitely valid.
2: Yep. Uh, you know, so give him a check. Yeah. I just looked on my regular Yahoo where we do ownership percentages anyway, and it's. Deshaun Hamilton's at 2%. Okay, so I understand in dynasty, people probably form their roster a little bit differently and things of that nature, but I was in a... Four, I'm in a... You know, it's a public league, you know, a home league. My 14-team long-term dynasty league. Uh, yesterday, I did, in fact, pick up Deshaun Hamilton. I dropped my second defense to do it. Um, a lot of people... I'm just saying in general, Scotty, a lot of people think, oh my goodness, it's Cortland Sutton. Well, now there's a new wide receiver, too, for the Denver Broncos. If you get that one right, it's not like... you. You know, it's not like having the number two in, you know, Los Angeles or New Orleans, but you know there is some value there. So I just do want to make that point. Moving And the on, thing Scott- with
1: Sutton is, you know, we got to caution like every other these young guys. You know, yeah. he could have it's a fair, big game no. and then he could give you a zero the next week.
2: Absolutely fair, but <clears throat> there's a the game of inputs, right? And so we like yeah. the potential opportunity as well, Scotty. Kelvin Benjamin went unclaimed, uh, so nobody wants to take a chance on, like, the, what, 24-year-old, like, 6'4 kid? Not
1: necessarily. Uh, nobody was going to claim him in his current salary, but now okay. somebody could sign him at the minimum, so, okay. you know, he, he might he might land with somebody.
2: Okay. No one, wa- no one put in a claim for him, so let's put it this way. No one wanted him enough to uh, try to, you know, do that and maybe hop over the teams and not have to worry about him, like you said, at his contract or something like that. You do still think
1: he'll wind up with a job? I think so. You know, Sorry. if they think uh talented receiver still young, uh, somebody's going to take a crack. They just need to motivate him. Might Denver take a crack? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I could see it. Yeah, especially you now with this news.
2: <laughs> yep. You know, you think about it, there is an opportunity there. Um, the other thing I'll say here is the uh, the, the, the spelling team that is the J-E-T-S-Jets. It sounds like Sam Darnold after about a month with that, you know, ankle injury. It sounds like Uh, Sam Darnold will be back to start for the Jets in Week 14. I got some questions for you. Um, I remember saying when Josh McCown was in there that that helps a guy like Robbie Anderson because he likes to throw the ball downfield a little bit more. A, does going back to Darnold help a guy like Quincy Inunua? They had some chemistry early in the season. And also, does this make you maybe want to start the Buffalo defense a little bit more because Sam Darnold has been a turnover machine?
1: Oh, yeah. The Buffalo defense is my number one ranked defense for this week right now. My... Lineup ranks at rotoexperts.com. It okay. gives you a little more confidence in Anuma, but it's not like you're going to start him in your fantasy playoffs. Well, I think it's just maybe lost the- Manny Sanders. <laughs> I don't think you want to go to Quincy Anuma. I think you'd rather take a chance with a Curtis Samuel because Anuma had one good game all year. I think, uh, you know, I have to check the game log, but, uh, you know, he, he really hasn't done much all year. Right now, and I, I'd rather take a chance on a Curtis Samuel or a Traquan Smith or a Dante Pettis than Quincy one until he shows me something for like a two week period. And at that point, this point of the season, we can't wait for it. I think the one guy definitely boosts at a very desolate position is Chris Herndon because uh, Herndon played very, very well. Uh, you know, by, by the standards we expect for a rookie tight end with Sam Darnold in there, you know, he even saw a stretch where he caught three touchdowns in a row, you know, in three consecutive yeah. games. But uh, I, I, this, I can't imagine in in any universe where I would be starting Quincy and Newman this week in a fantasy playoff.
2: Right, fair enough. I will say this: he did start the season pretty good, Scotty. Uh, week one, six for sixty-three and a touchdown on ten targets. That's not bad. Week two, seven for ninety-two on eleven targets. That's not bad. Uh, no. And then weeks and then weeks three and four, he had eight targets a piece in each of those. What, um, what so- were his
1: numbers for each of those?
2: for weeks three and four, yeah, it did go down. Uh, he was, around, he was about just at 10 points for both of them, like five for 50 in essence, both of them, five for 50, four for 60 kind of things. But weeks one and two, he well, gets you know 18 what? points and 16 points, so that's not bad. And I'm no, just saying – you know saying- what?
1: And then if he gets 10 and 10, you know, I, I stand corrected. You know, I went off the top of my head, and I probably right. shouldn't have done this that. This is just the very beginning of you the know? season. Very no, beginning but I'm of saying, you know, that, four. that makes him somebody to, con- to certainly consider. You know, yeah, I mean, because, if, I get,
2: if I get 7 for 92 out of him, I'll take that.
1: No, but if you get 5 for 50, you know, you, might, you might get nothing out of Marquez Valdez-Scantling right. or Traquan Smith. Right. So, <clears throat> I, I look, I wouldn't use him this week. Maybe a safer
2: floor? Do you think there's a safer floor? Yeah, maybe floor a safer target's? floor. I
1: wouldn't use him this week, but I'd start considering using him next week if we okay. see another like 6 for 60. I'll say, okay, okay it's time to pick him back up.
2: Keep an eye on Quincy and Inunua, and I, I just mentioned it also. I mean, we know I'm a Jets fan at all, Scotty, but I mentioned it because in watching the Jets games early in the year, and there was even talk about it. Remember, there was quotes from Sam Darnold being like, I love Quincy and Inunua. He's open even when he's not. He's just like throwing. I think, didn't he say he's like throwing into a big blanket or something like that, you know, um, early in the year? So Actually, it that, look like, that,
1: that was Flacco talking about one of his oh. tight ends. Okay, yeah.
2: but, you know, there was some buzz there. Darnold did say he loved throwing Anunua, that sort of thing. And I do know that the Jets were scheming things like quick slants and bubble screens and stuff like that for Anunua. So, to your point, maybe a safer floor, but obviously not someone you want to... And it's a tough,
1: tough matchup this week, too, so it'll be very telling. That's true. Uh, yeah. That
2: is absolutely true. So keep an eye on that, okay, because there is a switch to Darnold, so that may mean the offense looks a little bit differently. Real quick... um. Anybody who's trending the wrong way, Scotty? I mean, I've seen already, listen, Melvin Gordon still not practicing, on Johnson still not practicing, they've ruled James Conner out, and those are just three running backs that I personally have shares of on playoff teams, but anybody else trending in a bad direction?
1: Yeah, Michael Michael Thomas uh, oh. was new on the injury report with an ankle problem. I also have
2: shares of him I, this week.
1: I, I, I don't know. Look, Wednesday, if a guy doesn't practice, I don't think right. it's panic time, right. but uh, I, th- I think that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, and okay. and Joe Mixon has a foot injury as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have shares of all of these guys going into playoff week. So uh, here's hoping everybody. People are can banged stay up healthy. this
1: time of year. But,
2: yeah, I mean, I hear football is a violent game. You know, <laughs> right. we're off and running. It's Roto experts in the morning. Dane and Scott, we dive into Scotty's uh, lineup ranks when we come back after this.
0: The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game time decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Boom. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you.
2: Hey, welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I want to let people know, Scotty, that listen, you know, you may be done with fantasy football for the year. You may be done, right? And so you need to turn your attention maybe to another sport to start winning some cash. And so I want to let you know that the DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. That means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL subscribers are using to win in DFS for the association as well. DailyRoto.com has produced seven FanDuel and DraftKings millionaires, millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing DFS and you're not using DailyRoto, you're just doing it wrong. You're literally at a competitive disadvantage. So go on over to dailyroto.com, click on the Go Premium tab, then you enter the promo code FNTSY, you'll get a special discount. So go ahead and do that. Start winning today. Go to dailyroto.com, click on the Go Premium tab and enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount. All right, guys. It Dane, Dane oh, what's you know up, that, what's
1: up? that that's a good point though, you know. You could be like Corey Parson in several leagues, you know, your season sure. might be over you know it's and true. uh you want to go play dfs so you know i'm i'm sure you know Corey's like using the lineup optimizer cuz in a lot of our leagues that we play with him his season is over you know in partner yes. and friends i think he was 2 and 11 Something in like uh in gst for the second time in 3 years he was 3 and 10 uh mm-hmm. he was i think he was 5 i think he was 5 and 8 the other year uh so i, I think you get a picture of how he plays in that league as well, uh, he missed the playoffs in our fantasy frenzy auction league. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't know uh, about you know, that one. Yeah, he he missed the playoffs. He started four and zero, and I think uh, he 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 missed the playoffs in that one too. Wow. So you know, uh, you know, Corey should be playing a lot of daily going forward. I think you know, and okay. hopefully he doesn't play it against me because I all three leagues I swept him again this year three and zero against him. He's five and thirteen against me uh all time so you know the num- the numbers speak for themselves uh you know I was doing it a long time before you know I met Corey you know and I uh you know Corey was my protege so I think he can do better you know it's like you know he came along the first year I met him you know he was like starting Taiwan Jones and Jacquez Rogers at running back and he's he's got a lot better but you know he's he's got a way to go way to go I encourage Corey you know and Maybe maybe he'll get better and stuff. You know, I I think his game doesn't always match his talk. He'll mm. probably come back at this and talk about one playoff victory from six years ago against me. But you know what? When the facts don't match up, you know it, it's 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 a, it's it's over at this point. The rivalry, yeah. really, I think between me and him, it's it's uh you know all he can say is Scott Engel sucks and he's a clown. And when you resort to that, uh, you pretty much got nothing left. But you know what? I wish him luck, and I hope he enjoys daily.
2: Absolutely, it does look
1: like Corey's going to be playing DFS for the rest of this football season.
2: Because he doesn't have to make these kind of sit-start questions that you and I still have to consider in the playoffs. I didn't know about the Frenzy Auction League, Scotty. I do know, however, that I am in two leagues this year with the fantasy executive, who, by the way, was uh, talking a little smack about the spitting statistician, about the stats overbeat cypher, about fantasy freestyle a little bit yesterday. I think you know, Scotty, that him and the BFFs have a little bit of a thing going on. As you know, you and him have been going at it for decades, quite frankly, and, but he wanted to bring the spitting statistician into it and listen Scott you know this we've talked about this on air I'm a positive dude you know, yeah. I, I like everybody. Me too. I'm, I'm encouraging like to the guy to get better. Yeah, absolutely. I'm big yeah. up everybody. I love the BFFs. All right. I'm into the Goon Squad. Represent all our fans. Shout out to Jim Day, Fantasy Taz, who while Corey was trying to go a little bit hard on me, was like, nah, nah, nah. I did a show with Dane. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Shout out to everybody. Venture over here wants to challenge me to like a rapping battle so we can make that happen. I will say this, though. I am in hey, two I can leagues. join
1: in, too, myself. Cool. Yeah.
2: Sounds good. I am <laughs> yeah. in two leagues. With Corey this year, okay? Yeah. In both of them. And, Scott, you're in both of them as well, so you can attest to this. In both of those leagues, Speeds is in the playoffs. Yep. In both of those leagues, Corey is not. Um, Yeah, he won five total games in those leagues. That's right. And and, and meanwhile,
1: I'm defending Champ in one of those leagues and uh, ended up in first place again.
2: Absolutely, yeah. in those two leagues combined in the regular season, I believe the fantasy executive went a combined five and twenty-one, and uh, speeds yeah. in those leagues combined went uh, sixteen and 10, 9 and four in one, and seven and six in the other. Still live in the playoffs, but I digress. Yeah, and he,
1: he, he's 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 going to downplay it too. Like they asked him on Morning After, "What's the GST?" and he <laughs> said, "Oh, it's just a league with friends." Ah. Meanwhile, meanwhile it, it contains some top fantasy experts and some top uh, high-stakes players. But, you know, Corey nearly, Corey nearly quit that league, uh, you know, oh. uh, pre the preseason. I had to talk him out of it because he was doing oh. so bad the last two years. But, you know, he'll do all right. You know, just continue to listen to our show like a lot of people do. You know, and, yeah. uh, you know, you got other good guys on your show you can get input from, and maybe things will turn around.
2: Absolutely. Listen, we love the Fantasy Executive, we, we love know. the Goon Squad, we love Fantasy Frenzy, but if you want the information that you need to win your leagues and win that cash, might as well get that information from people who are from still live. From the longest running, that's running
1: morning right. show Ooh, in the, that's the industry. Right. That's, that's in why I want to say. That's yeah. right because yeah Corey the fantasy executive about- forgot where he came from He right, came he's from the roto experts <clears throat> he's also and-
2: talking about you know like how he runs the mornings and stuff fourteen people listen to our show but Scotty roto experts in the morning is the flagship show of this yes. network because and Scotty you can attest to this the longest running show in the industry
1: he, look he might he might have left out you know Corey's not a math major he might have left out the thousands you know I have thirty five thousand Twitter followers so there's it's a place know, value that, thing yeah maybe so- it's a place value Issue. Yeah, maybe it is. I I don't know. Well, he it obviously might be a place he obviously can't 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 count past, past uh past three because those are the numbers of uh you know the, his win totals in the two leagues he's win with in with exactly him. exactly
2: yeah. talking about talking about running the mornings. Meanwhile, on the morning after. My man, my man is relegated to the perch in the corner. He's like the back of the bus. I would expect more civil uprising from someone like the fantasy executive when he's stuck in the corner in the back of the bus all morning long. But I digress. Hey, um, Scott. Let's talk about some handcuffs here. You wanted to talk about guys like Rashad Penny. You wanted to talk about guys like uh, Kelly out there in Los Angeles. We've been saying it for the last couple of weeks about how important getting these handcuffs are. And then we've seen it. Melvin Gordon goes down. James Conner goes down. You know, uh, Kareem Hunt is no longer, you know, with the Chiefs. These things happen, and these things are needed in the fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah, now, yesterday, one of our listeners asked about who is the handcuff for the Rams, and I said, mm, that's you got right. Davis, you got Kelly, but it's really uncertain, and then I went and watched some film on Kelly from the preseason, oh, and uh, read, read some what the Rams beat guys had to say, and John Kelly's definitely the handcuff to Todd Gurley right now, you know, the, the uh, Davis is more of a special teams guy, and that's why he was ahead on the depth chart. Uh, With Malcolm Brown going down, John Kelly had a really good preseason, and they're excited about this kid. Now, the first two years in his college career, he was playing behind Alvin Kamara and other guys, but in his senior year, he finally got a chance to play. And then, you know, he came out after his junior season. But you watch him on film. He had a beautiful touchdown run during the preseason where he was spinning off tacklers. Then he had another 40-yard run where he went to the right and then, you know, cut back to the other side of the field and took it for 40 yards. And this guy's got a little bit of receiving ability. So if you have Todd Gurley, the guy you need to be getting is rookie John Kelly, a six-round pick this year. Uh, I think they, the, the there's a lot of buzz internally that the Rams really like this kid and are excited about him. And as far as, uh, you know, the Seahawks, I saw it firsthand. Rashad Penny was absolutely electric this past week. You know, they're trying to get him out on the perimeter like 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 Penny was actually telling me because I interviewed him. And you can check out my postgame story on Seahawks.com. But Penny doesn't have an attitude about anything. You know, he he said to me, uh, "I thought early in the season I needed a lot of carries to get into a rhythm, but I'm realizing there's a lot of good veterans on these team team that I look up to, like Carson and Mike Davis. And I'm realizing I can make the most of every carry. He's got a really good approach about it, and you know, he's learning a lot as the season goes on about playing in the NFL. We all assume that rookies can just take the ball and run, but there are a lot of other things that go into it, knowing the routes." You know, pass blocking, he's picking all that things, those things up. And Chris right. Carson got injured again this past week. He'll play this upcoming week, but Carson is very, very injury-prone because of his physical style. You know, Carson said to me, I want to make the defense feel me. I fight for every yard. He's not backing yeah. down. He doesn't care if he gets hurt. And if he does again, Rashad Penny is, is kind of vaulted up here to a role that Brian Schottenheimer's talked about, where if Carson goes down... You're going to see Rashad Penny really get his chance to play because in Week 11 against the Rams, when, uh, when Carson was out, Penny, Penny got a chance to play part-time, and he said, I matured in that week. And he's maturing as the season goes on. Late in the season here, Chris Carson could get injured, and Rashad Penny could finally get his crack to shine. I think you got to roster Rashad Penny if you got some room right now.
2: I like that, Scotty. Obviously, you're very plugged into the Seahawks. We were out there yeah. yesterday. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, last week. Had a chance to talk to some of the guys, see practice, see the facility. So if anything having to do with the Seahawks, I definitely listen to the King, Scott Angle. Let me and ask look, you, though. With,
1: John, with, with Kelly, you know, it's, it's I did a lot of research and watched a lot of yeah. film on him. You know, he's another guy, especially if you have Gurley, that you got a roster.
2: Absolutely. Let me ask you about this, though, as it relates to Seattle. And I think you're absolutely right. It's good to know that you think Penny is the next man up there if Carson were to get hurt. However, Scott, you know, they are saying that even if you don't have
1: him, even if you don't have Carson, get him. Right. I'm so let me yeah. ask
2: you this, though. Let me ask you this. You you know, the reports I'm seeing is that Carson will, however, play with that finger injury. Right. So right, in that right. scenario, when he does play, isn't this kind of a timeshare or dare I say a committee with Mike Davis as well? So I get what you're saying. If Carson goes down, the guy is Penny. I get that. But in the current situation, I sort of think that this is a committee uh, depleting the value for both of them.
1: No, Mike Davis was not a factor whatsoever okay. last week. This so was a total time, share. time share okay. between Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Carson was running outside. They were getting Penny on the perimeter just said like like Penny says, uh, you know, Chris Chris will wear defenses down so this and is then like a run, and I'll run kind of by thing. them. Yeah, it's this exactly. Up- you know, it's not a three-man thing. Now, if Carson were to get injured, I think you'd see some of Mike Davis, but okay. I think Rashad Penny would probably be the BBA best fantasy side. play because that that guy right now the way he's looking, it, it's it's he's explosive, and you get him on the outside, you get him in space. They said this team wants to get me in space, and he can make big plays. Gotcha. Um,
2: <clears throat> all right, so that's how to look at the uh, Seattle running situation. Remember, the Seahawks run the ball more than any team in the NFL right now. Scotty, Number I want one to in look.
1: average yards per game, absolutely, in the rushing absolutely. in the NFL.
2: And remember Russell Wilson uh, is winning games completing like 14
1: passes a game. He, so he he is on pace to throw 39 touchdown passes in the least amount of attempts in NFL history. Crazy.
2: I mean, we're seeing this new a new day and age. Scotty in the NFL, right? We're seeing we're seeing efficiency stats get broken left and right. You just mentioned Russell Wilson. <clears throat> you know, Phillip Rivers started with 25 completions in a row a few weeks ago. You know, we're just seeing things that we haven't seen before. Even Cam Newton now has a completion percentage in the high 60s. Drew Brees has a completion percentage in the high 70s. And when he's throwing a Michael Thomas, it's near 90. I mean, this is, you know, these are all statistics that are indicative of the fact that the NFL is such a passing league and we talk about how it relates to some of these pass catching running backs as well I've been trying to lobby Scott to acknowledge that Christian McCaffrey could be a top five running back we talk about guys like you know uh we, we talk about guys like, to be honest, Tariq Cohen, and he is someone I want to ask you about as we dig into your lineup ranks. Scotty, I am surprised by where you have Tariq Cohen. You have him as running back 19 this week, eight spots lower than the consensus, and I want to ask you why, because I thought you liked the pass-catching backs, and also the Bears, see the Rams uh, this week. That, to me... That screams more Tariq Cohen than Jordan Howard, uh, that he's going to need to be on the field uh, for them and this Nagy offense to keep up with the Rams. I thought you would have had Tariq Cohen higher. Why uh, Why are you eight spots lower than the consensus on a guy that I know you've liked all
1: season long? Because people are looking at last week. I've, I have like Tariq Cohen, but then again, you know, Tariq Cohen doesn't have a floor like the other running backs that I rank ahead of him. Tariq Cohen. One week he catch twelve passes, and you know, the next week, you know, could have forty yards from scrimmage. You never know what you're going to get with Tariq Cohen. And to me, that's the issue. Even even if you know the matchup is good, you know, it can scare the hell out of you to have Tariq every time. I look, I like Tariq Cohen a lot. I was on him a lot in the preseason. Took right. him fifth, sixth round in a lot of drafts. But I'd be lying if I wouldn't say the guy isn't volatile.
2: Okay. I think that is fair. I mean, listen, I, I I happen to have a little. You're right. I do think it's volatile. I, I, I accept that. Right. I personally, however, think that the conditions are there for it to be one of his good games. You know, that's that's all I'm saying. I, I'm not I saying he sucks. You know, I don't have yeah, a right yeah, yeah. 40.
1: You know, I hear it, you. it's all the guys ahead of him, you know, pretty much have a safer floor than Tariq Cohen.
2: <clears throat> all right, fair enough. Let me ask you about these Chargers running backs, Scotty. Because listen, I'm hearing so much buzz about Justin Jackson. How, you know, like we gotta go to the waiver while. you gotta get Justin Jackson. You know, boy, did he look good. You know, however, Scotty, we've been talking about Austin Eckler all season long. And someone who has oh, stand yeah, alone value, you know, your little Eckler and the whole nine, right? Here's my question. The Sa- the 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 Los Angeles Chargers have already evaluated these two guys. And there's a reason that Eckler was RB2 on the depth chart and Jackson was RB3. Like, everyone loves what Justin Jackson did last week and he looked really good, but isn't Eckler... The main part of this timeshare for this week, you have it as such. I mean, you have Eckler as running back 21 and Jackson as running back 26. But the way I've been hearing people all week long, it makes me think that people think that Jackson is actually the better part of this timeshare for this Sunday.
1: As DailyRoto.com pointed out in their associated press piece that they do every week uh, yesterday, Austin Eckler got 78% of the snaps last week. Now, he got a lot of touches and didn't put up good numbers, but fantasy players get up caught what they want to see in an NFL team that's do right. rather than what an NFL team does. You know, we were talking about it with other running back situations. Yeah. You know, earlier this year when Carrion Johnson wasn't getting the carries, you know, very early in the season, we all sure. wanted him to get more carries, but that's not necessarily what the team does. And, you know, eventually, eventually it did work out that way. And Justin Jackson, you know, had some nice runs last week. But just because we want him to play more and he looks better to us doesn't mean that the Chargers are going to do that. You know, you have to remember he's a rookie. And these rookies don't get on the field for reasons other than... It's not just about, like I just talked about with Rashad Penny, who looks better running the ball. There's other fundamental things, you know, not just pass protection, everything that plays into it. So just because you want Justin Jackson to be that guy because you picked him up doesn't mean it's going to happen based off a few good runs. Austin Eckler has been in the system longer. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Jackson can't have a good game this week and maybe win the job outright. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is until you actually see it happen, you can't pop him into your lineup. You know We, we have to see him get a bigger share of the snaps. Just because you want it, that doesn't mean that's what the Chargers are going to do.
2: No, I think you're absolutely right. I was just surprised because I know that the Chargers like Eckler. Listen, they've had Eckler in there. They have been using Eckler all season long, so we know that they like him. It's just it's been a little bit confusing to me why everyone thinks that all of a sudden the Chargers are going to, like, abandon Eckler and just ride
1: somehow. Because that's what they want. This is what fantasy players always do. They say, this guy looks better than this guy. I picked him up. I want him to play more. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yep. We're not just going
2: to necessarily will it to happen. Last note here on the running backs, you have LeGarrette Blount as running back 23, decidedly a back-end RB2. on Johnson This looks like he's still not going to go. Uh, so look out for LGBT rights. we come back after this.
0: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you Premier advice. We play every day.
2: Welcome back. It's Roto Experts in the Morning right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to go into the wide receivers on Scotty's ranks in a second. We'll talk a little bit about Thursday Night Football as well. I know we got a caller we're going to get to in a second. Before we do that got you gotta let the people know if you haven't reached your fantasy football playoffs like Corey Parsons, you could still use Bet DSI to capitalize on all the on-field action with a user-friendly mobile <laughs> site, a web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl game, so maybe Corey wants to holler at Joe Lisi, to the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at DSI, where you could va- wager virtual at any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. Utilize the daily fantasy skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. Just use the promo code FNTSY101. When you sign up, you get a 100% deposit bonus. And once you've opened your account, go to DailyRoto.com contact them and use your bet dsi username and you'll get 1 month of daily roto access totally free that's all sports tools and optimizers head on over open your account at bet dsi and win on so many levels that Corey, listen it's promo code fntsy101 then you go to dailyroto.com and you get all the tools so maybe uh maybe you could start winning a little bit of extra cash we yeah, do have he, a caller to- on the talk- line he talks about his
1: earnings you know yeah. and like uh, how yeah. high they are and everything yeah. it's like yeah. You know, it's, maybe he's done all right, but when I, you know, I've been doing this 23 years, so I don't sure. think he can compare himself to me. So
2: I hear you. And listen, yeah, listen I'm sure I you're mean, doing
1: very well yourself. Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm doing just fine. And like, if he's yeah. winning that much money, he should invest in something other than a black hoodie, to be quite honest. But I digress. We go to Kenny <laughs> and Philly. We go. It's the truth, man. If you got all that cash, you know. If you got all that cash, you should be looking yeah, a little a, more get a, like Don. Yeah, get a get a new Riddler. Yankee
1: hat, will you? You know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I want to see you looking like Don Draper, like Roger Sterling. You know, if you got all that cash, my yeah. friend, invest in something other than a plain black hoodie. But that's besides the point. Yeah, we got our man Kenny falling in Philly. Down. I'm saying, you know what it is? Like, listen, I rock I rep rotoware all the time on set because the, Kenny Cashman, those are my peoples. You know, I'm trying to be a brand ambassador over there. I don't know what brand he's repping, but that's besides the point. Kenny and Philly, we got him on the line. Let's get <laughs> it going. Kenny, what's going on, partner? You getting ready for the playoffs, my man?
3: Man, y'all got me round, dog on wild up. First off coming up, my man C T. <laughs> <laughs> He talks a lot, so he kind of, he kind of, he put his in his mouth a couple of times. So, yeah, he kind of my divided. man is two and eleven
2: in the league. I'm in with him. Bro. He's got, he's, he's got nothing to I'm back
1: it up him. this year. It's, it's <laughs> gotten, all he's got left is name calling. But it's all good, Kenny. What you got for me, bro?
3: First of all, you got me riled up on the Justin Jackson talk, but let me get to my question real quick. I got, yeah. I need, uh, I'm a TPR. I need two running backs and a flex here. I, it's uh McCoy, Justin Jackson, Allen Robinson, James White, and I'm um, a Lat Murray. I need two in a flex. So, roughing uh,
1: uh James White is a must. Definite,
2: start. definite James no. White, and to me, Lat Murray is a definite not start of those five. No.
1: I I I uh, think you go Allen Allen Robinson with Mitch Trubisky coming back, and you take the crack there. Uh, uh, uh you know, there's maybe so some chances to get back in the end zone there, and then uh you got Justin Jackson, and there was one more, like Lat Murray when he. It's oh, boy. Shady I'm going shady, shady over Jackson.
2: Justin Jackson. I'm going shady yeah, over just Justin Jackson. you just don't know what
1: kind of workload Justin Jackson <laughs> exactly. is. Like, I don't like using shady, but... But he's at least uh, the yeah, lead oh.
2: workhorse. Justin yeah. Jackson will be splitting with Austin Eckler. I agree, Scotty. To me, James White is definite. To me, uh, shady boy is definite. It
1: might be 70-30 in Eckler.
2: And then it's Alan Robinson uh, for me as well. What do you think, Ken? Yeah.
3: If, oh, this is where we're going at. This is where we're going to disagree here. Uh, even the week before that, Justin Jackson got, had uh, 57 low, uh, yards. So, yeah. he's, he's, he's way more efficient. Now, I, I like Austin Eckler. I, I was actually trying to get him when I heard him, when, when Melvin Gore went down. But he's been playing special teams. He's been cutting into Melvin Gordon's work rules. He's been playing all year. So, I don't think he's going to get the uh, – I'm 100% of the work rule. I mean, with them playing Cincinnati, I mean, you got to you got to admit, it. if they're going to be up, Justin Jackson's going to be in it at the end of the game. So, I mean – Possible. Uh, see that—that's that. See uh, that—that's an assumption that
1: a lot of people make. Like it's going to be a blowout, and then the backups are going to be in there. You know, just getting a lot of carries. I don't—I don't know if you can assume that necessarily. You know, it's—it's. It's, you don't. Justin Jackson, as much as people like I've been saying, Kenny, want to see him in there? We don't have any guarantees that he's going to get any sort of workload as good as think we think he's going to. The, the, right now, the Chargers gave Austin Eckler 78% of the snaps this week. We don't know how much the guy is going to be on the field, and we can't make any predictions about it. Not to the point where we can be confident in starting him. I would say leave him on your bench for another week, you know, hopefully advance. And uh, you know, I'm not saying it can't happen, but you know, it's very, very risky play in terms of workload.
3: And uh, despite the past two weeks, like I said, he got over 50 yards. I mean, that's, that's something. He I did.
1: Mean. He did. But still, Austin Eckler so, got 78% of the snaps. Just because you want to see it happen and he's on your roster doesn't mean that the Chargers are going to see it that
3: way. I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's efficient. I'm not saying he's going to get a majority of the workload. And I mean, we're all exactly, but there is. I mean, he didn't. He didn't get much fantasy points in my opinion. So that's, that's just. No, he didn't. Yeah, I
1: agree. I agree with you on that. But you can't start Justin Jackson with any confidence yet, Kenny. Okay. I just
3: think
2: Shady McCoy and your uh, and uh, who was it? James White are just like. Obvious, you know, safe guys or safer floor. Like the fact uh, that you and Scott can I would go use back safe and forth. And
1: McCoy in the same set. Fair enough, at all. Scott. But it's the fact a tough that decision and, between him and Jackson.
2: Sure, but the fact that you guys can go back and forth on the idea of who has the workload is just testament to that. Neither one of them will have the workload that Shady McCoy will have.
1: You know what? Hey, um, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to change my mind here on the go. Okay. You know, they are going against Cincinnati here. Oh boy! And you know, Justin Jackson is efficient. I'd rather use look. Jackson isn't safe, but neither is McCoy. McCoy can get 15 carries for 13 yards. I'd rather use Justin Jackson.
3: Yes, yeah, you thinking think it actually take him out the game a lot have I mean I have the other guy with the dreads uh, running the ball. So he, he like he really like doesn't really play that much. I, I got one more question. The Chargers' defense or Buffalo? I just picked up Buffalo because Buffalo is my I,
1: top-ranked it. defense this week.
3: All right, all right, sounds good. I appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Y'all Fair me enough, Kenny. Up.
2: Fair enough, Kenny. But let it let it be on record, though. My answer to your question is James White, Shady McCoy, and and Jackson. I go with all three running backs there. But you know, hey, do with you that don't like Allen Robinson in there? I you thought will. you
1: said Alan Robinson. Yeah,
2: but you've convinced me that Jackson is enough to get ahead of a Rob. I, you know, listen. the The thing with Robinson, and to be quite honest, uh, Scott, you know, I'm I'm making a choice that Alan Robinson is involved in as well for my flex position for my playoffs. Um, right. You know, for me, the critical factor is, and we say it all the time, like when we have someone returning to action, we want to see it a little bit. I don't know what Mitch Trubisky is going to look like coming back from that injury this week. Um, and so for me, I'd, I'd like to see that a little bit. But I digress. Let me Scotty. ask you this. Yeah, why
1: on? do you why do you think he wouldn't be the guy that he was before he got injured? They, It's not like they rushed him back. They waited for him to come back.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, maybe he's ninety percent. And maybe he's like good enough to give it a go. And that's ninety
1: percent uh, of Mitch Trubisky is pretty darn good, I think.
2: Yeah, but it could make them you could make him, you know, target other guys, be more conservative. Maybe he doesn't air it out to the outside as much. I don't know. I'm just saying there's possible, like in the same way that you, you want to see just, it, you just
1: said you just said I don't know. It sounds like unfounded speculation. No, there, but what? You're, no, with I'm all so.
2: Here's what it is. Here's not. Here's the part that's not speculation. I am taking your principle, Scott. I'm taking your principle of I want to wait until I see it. That's what the I don't know is. In the same way as you, you answer all the time with things like we just don't know. You answer that all the time. There's not a we just
1: don't know with Mitch Trubisky. We've yes seen how is. well he played. No, we've seen, we've seen, how, seen how, how well he played. he's played.
2: We've seen how well he was played before the injury. Now we don't know. He's recovered. How do you know? You don't know what that means. Because they kept him out for a few weeks, and they didn't
1: rush him back here. They
2: kept Andrew Luck out for years, Scotty, and then they were like, As "He's a ready to be injury. back." That's a different injury.
1: Oh, you can't so apply the different. same rule to every player. With Justin Jackson, we've never seen anything. Really. They kept Dalvin but
2: Cook out for weeks, and then when he came back,
1: he diff- different the injury. Mattress. They rushed him back. There's no indications that Mitch Trubisky has been rushed back too soon. We had that with Dalvin Cook.
2: Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think that's a little. I mean, I think that's a little uh, playful, Scott. Like, you, you, how do you know think they didn't so. rush him back? How do you know they didn't rush him back? Maybe you maybe, think they wanted
1: to start Chase Daniel. No,
2: but at the same time, maybe because they lost to the damn Giants last week, and they're like, we can't risk this anymore. We got to bring Trubisky back. We have no idea, I, I haven't
1: seen any reports like that whatsoever.
2: We have no idea, Uh, you know, like how how well he is and how full back he is and how ready he is to go. We have not seen it yet.
1: But I'll still take a chance level of 15 carries right. for That's 12 what yards full of but, Sean McCoy. But, Scott, but, Scott. That's it. You're,
2: you just answered it right there. You said take a chance. That's right. all I'm saying. There is a chance involved. There is some risk involved. That's all I'm saying.
1: Well, I'm, I'm saying there's more risk involved to Shady McCoy than anybody right. else. that You he want to make a gentleman's bet Davis, this week? Murray.
2: You want to make a gentleman's bet this week to put onto our list? What, that Allen
1: Robinson out produces Shady McCoy.
2: McCoy. McCoy versus Robinson this week, week 15. Or week
1: 14. All right, gentleman's bet.
2: Fair enough. We'll put we'll mark okay. it down as you we go. have And PPR scoring. You know scoring, something? Correct? PPR I'll, t- I'll tell
1: you. I'll tell you freestyle. That's why I What's love up? you. You all, you always know how to how to come to a uh, a good resolution about things.
2: Yeah, I mean it's just a little gentleman's bet. You know what I'm saying? But we are talking about in PPR scoring, correct? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Let's talk about some other guys that could be wide receivers. Touchdown three.
1: Robinson he wins. Yeah.
2: All right, yeah, we'll see because right now he never funny. gets in
1: the end zone.
2: You know what's very funny, Scott? We talk about is he a wide receiver 3? You have Allen Robinson ranked as number 36 this week. So exactly your last wide receiver three as per at least your rankings for a 12-team league, right? You have him seven right. spots lower than the consensus, but you have some other guys higher than the, you know, the consensus would have Allen Robinson, namely what, a couple spots ahead of them, uh, Zay Jones and Dante Pettis. Why would you rather Zay Jones and Dante Pettis, who sort of are emerging maybe into new roles with their teams,
1: over Allen Robinson? Dante Pettis has been so <laughs> explosive the the last two weeks, and he's like he's become the number one target in that offense. And same thing with Zay Jones, you know, over the last two weeks as well. If one thing Josh Allen can do besides run, it's throw downfield. So I think there's more upside with those guys.
2: All right, fair enough. But we'll you know, Robinson's
1: got a really nice connection with Mitch Trubisky. So you well, know, I'm we'll see. I think I think there's definitely potential. You know, to get in the end zone. He's been very, very inconsistent this year, but he's had some good games with Trubisky yeah. too.
2: As you know, Scotty, in the GST league, where I do have a playoff matchup this week, unlike our friend the fantasy executive. Um I <laughs> Alan Robinson is one Alan Robinson is one of the guys that I'm deciding uh, on in my flex spot. Okay, and I know you're not going to give me to advice. Who? That's fine. I, we talked okay. about this already. You're not going to give me advice. Yeah. I am going to put no, it up as a poll. I'm going to put it up as a poll on Twitter. I'll tell you the names, and we'll look at your ranks and what that says. Um, I'm considering Allen Robinson, who you have as the number 36 wide receiver. Interestingly enough, then another person I'm considering is Doug Baldwin, who you have as the 37th wide receiver. So obviously <laughs> very, very close. And then um, – Another guy I'm considering is uh, Dion Lewis. Uh, for this role, who you have as the number thirty-five running back, and I'm also considering, uh, because there is still no on Johnson, I'm considering Lagarrett Blunt, who you have as the running back twenty-three. So um, it seems like you do not think the answer is Deion Lewis, um, and you think it's either Lagarrett no. Blunt, who you have to be ha- quite honest as an RB two this week, so maybe it's him. And then at wideout, either and you know, or Doug Baldwin or uh, Allen Robinson, you have these, you have all three of those guys as viable starts this week. You know, Blunt as well, an look, RB2, Like I said, I wasn't going to volunteer
1: information to you, yep. but you are on like, MotorExperts.com where my ranks are up, and if you click yep. on the flex button, you're going to get Yeah, do that overall. Yeah. Yep,
2: I could do that, but then again, <laughs> like all – like all times and with all people and what I say to all, manage, all managers, even people who call me, I give you my opinion, but you need to put all that in a pot and make your own decision. So I will do who these, that. Who are these
1: managers you talk about? That's, they, that, that's like another Owners? one of my pet peeves, like timeshares. Like There are no managers in, in football. That's baseball. Owners. All right.
2: Well, fantasy managers were asking me about baseball as well.
1: You know, uh, yeah. But, hey, well, I
2: digress. Hey, Scotty, week 14, <laughs> week 14 starts – uh, tonight with the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um, one thing
1: I'll say about this ti- game, yeah. this is going to save us on a lot of, on Friday saying, uh, I have a big lead or I have a big deficit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. And I got to make the decision. If Dion Lewis is one of my starts, I got to do that today and make that decision. Um, here's what I think though, Scotty, the over under in this game is 37 and a half. Um, you riding out both defenses tonight.
1: Oh yeah, especially if the Jacksonville woke up last week and you know shut out shut out Andrew Luck. Look, it's it's a it's a unique league where they could give up thirty tonight, but I would I would bet against it. You know, you're talking Cody Kessler on the other side, so I think the best fantasy plays you know might be the defenses. Are you uh, are you taking the under on this game? I yeah, told
2: you, definitely. I'm never going to bet an under. I, I, I'm i just going to pass on it. I won't bet it just because, you know, this is 2018 in the NFL. Uh, but you like the under. Yeah, there but 20, this is also uh, Cody and Kessler,
1: you know, you. versus the Titans.
2: Nah, I I, I I get you. Who do you like in this game, Scotty? I mean, Jacksonville kind of, you know, came to play last week. The Titans, however, you know, they're one of these uh, teams that are still in the mix there in the AFC wildcard picture. Um, who do you like in this game?
1: Both of these teams are underwhelming. Jacksonville can look a little bit better with Leonard Fournette back in there, and that's the one guy, you know, you want to start. My lineup ranks on RotoExperts.com this morning. I have him top ten, deservedly so. Uh, this is really a tough one to call. You want to stay the Jacksonville Jaguars, but with Cody Kessler quarterback, I think that's really hard to say. Uh, you know that you have confidence in them, so I'm going to go with the Titans. All right, I also. I also like the Titans. I mean, to
2: be quite honest, give me, above all else, give me the home team on Thursday night football. You know, that's something that I, I look at. I looked at the rest disparity here. I look at the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars having to travel. You know, they did what they did last week at home against uh, Andrew Luck. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it on the road. Tennessee still has a lot to play for, um, although I do think you're right. Uh, it's maybe Corey Davis, and that's about it. Uh, for fantasy-wise, right? Uh, we like Corey Davis and Leonard Fournette, and those are the only skilled position players that it looks like you're starting. It looks like you do not have Deion Lewis in your starting territory, Scott.
1: No, Janu Smith, maybe, if you're desperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Davis, you know, you'll have to see how it sets up. He could draw a lot of Jalen Ramsey, so that, that that's not good. Uh, and there's nobody on the, the Jacksonville passing game that you want to start with any confidence right. in your fantasy playoff, so it's pretty much... Fournette, maybe Corey Davis and the defenses. And, uh, yeah. you know, I don't even know if I like Ryan Suckup, you know, that no, much either. That.
2: Yeah, I hear you. You mentioned Jonu Smith. He is your 14th-ranked tight end this week, so outside of starting territory. I said I was going to be very intrigued on where you had Jalen Samuels, Scott. You rank him as tight end four this week, which is, you know, it's just so crazy. I want to make the point that it's specifically in Yahoo standing in formats where you can use Samuels as a tight end. You have Samuels over Eric Ebron and over Rob Gronkowski. Who would have thunk it in August that you'd be saying Jalen Samuels over Rob
1: Gronkowski? I got to give Chris Mitchell of Roto Experts a lot of credit. He was the one in our preseason draft columns that listed Jalen Samuels as an eventual pop sleeper in this situation. So credit, shout-out to Chris Mitchell of Roto Experts.
2: All right, fair enough. Listen, have a great fantasy day, Scotty. We'll be back to talk about what happened in Thursday Night Football and to make our picks and plays on a football Friday tomorrow. You have a great day. FST is up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
0: Does your fantasy team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio
1: Network.